How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just the Buddies Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs up. The one going up to the sky because when you hit it, it radiates positivity. And when you have positivity in your life, your life will be better. I can't, I mean, I'm pretty, uh, yeah. It will be. Well, positivity, right? Brings yeah, right. good vibes. Yeah, you put it out there, you should uh, also receive it. So make sure you hit the like button. If this video gets 3,000 likes, we're going to be giving one of these hot toys to one of you guys. Just comment your favorite thing about the show or what you guys want us to talk about next week. And also comment which kind of hot toy you'd like. And we will pick a winner. But it has to hit 3,000 likes in a week. Let's just specify yeah, that. In the week. Within the week, it needs to hit that. Also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys are going to see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week. And we're talking about this week. And let me tell you, this week there's some crazy stuff. Some incredible news stories. And Ant-Man. Ant-Man is out. Oof. Ant-Man. So let's get into it. All right, we're starting off with verses, okay? But this week, we're doing comfort food. Comfort food. Yes. Nothing so, like some good old comfort food. Yeah. When you're sad, it brings you comfort. Right. That's, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm just explaining what comfort food is. <laughs> so for those who don't know, verses is a segment where we pin things against each other and see what would win. Food, characters, anything. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because I know for me, comfort food is usually like, you know, like a Pop-Tart. Uh, cinnamon pop tart with some ice cream in the middle. Like you get a, oh. you get two cinnamon pop tarts. You put it, a you know, outside of the ice cream scoop of ice cream. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even speak. But you guys get it. It's like an ice cream sandwich, but with a pop tart. Okay, so we'll just start it off with this. Would you rather have Kraft mac and cheese or a grilled cheese with some soup? Okay, Kraft mac and cheese is. I have to say, I really like Kraft Mac and Cheese. I like the size of the noodle. Good ratio with the cheese. I prefer using milk, though, like in, instead of water. Oh. So you got to cook it with the milk. But Kraft Mac and Cheese is my go-to mac and cheese. My other option was what? With milk? Grilled cheese with oh, soup. Grilled cheese with soup. Okay. Grilled cheese with soup is great. But I feel like mac and cheese settles the deal. I think, I think you got to go mac and cheese. I know, for me, mac and cheese is the way to go. So Yeah. Because I feel like both you could eat on like a cold day and it makes you feel good. But mac and cheese, right? You could just eat that any day. Yeah. I think the oil from the grilled cheese gets too much. Oh. Mac and cheese, <laughs> though, you can just keep on going. You break open that box. You get new mac and cheese. You cook that one. You eat it. And then you cook another box because it's so good. Yeah. I just remember those like to-go craft mac and cheeses. Those are the best. Oh, where you put the water in? Yeah. And you just microwave it. Could you put milk in that? I'm sure you could. Because if that's the case, I've been doing it wrong. Because I just always put water in the microwave, like, yeah. in the little cup. Okay, now, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Versus a Nutella and banana sandwich. Nutella and banana. Well, let me stop you right there, okay? <laughs> you, <laughs> for me, okay, okay, I'm a very, uh, like, as everyone knows, we're like, I'm more, like, into texture. So, my, if the texture doesn't resonate, resonate with my taste buds, I don't like it. Okay. And for the longest time, I couldn't eat bananas because I didn't like the texture of it. And peanut butter and jelly, for me, since I don't like textures, uh -huh. it's like a, it's a go-to. It's easy. I know what to expect. I know what the, the texture is going to be like. Right, right, right. I'm going to go peanut butter and jelly. Wow. So it's just because you don't favor bananas. Right. I mean, I don't. But I also really like peanut butter and jelly. Right. Uh, life hack. If you guys get the crustable. You know, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like in the little bags that you get from school. Put them in the freezer 
You'll thank me later. It's like a candy bar, like a candy really? sandwich. I know you can't have it because you're allergic, but yeah. basically the crustable, it like the peanut butter gets hard, but the jelly stays like smooth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Soft. Um, and you just bite into it, and it has like a little bit of the crunch from the peanut butter, and then the jelly is just oh so good. Okay, do you like crunchy peanut butter or creamy peanut butter? You know, I don't think I've ever had crunchy peanut butter. I feel like I. I mean, obviously, I've never. You're talking. Wait, wait, hang on. Is that like there's an actual brand, right? Crunchy peanut butter or type of peanut butter? No, I mean like crunchy, as in like there's like actual like bits of peanuts in it. Oh, ooh, I don't think I've ever had that. Oh, I feel like if your texture, you probably wouldn't like the crunchy. So I'm assuming you've had the soy nut version. The soy. I mean, I've had like sunflower sunflower seed butter. That's my peanut butter. Right. But that's not, it's not crunchy. But you could also do almond butter. I could also do almond butter, yeah. Just can't do the real thing. It's not the real stuff. Yeah, that's just sad. That's sad. Pathetic. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm joking. Okay, okay. (laughs) Chicken and waffles. Okay. Versus Thanksgiving leftovers. Uh, Thanksgiving leftovers or chicken and waffles. Uh, okay. I'm going to say something that may get a lot of controversy, but I think Thanksgiving dinner, Uh like the Thanksgiving meal, the actual day of the day of, I'm all for like being thankful for each other and stuff, but let's just all agree on this. Okay. People may (laughs) hate me for this, but let me just, let me just put it out there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I think the type of food you eat on Thanksgiving is one of the most overrated things to ever exist. Really? Okay, think about this. <laughs> if it was that great, yeah, if yeah, it yeah. was that good, okay. don't you think we'd be eating it more often? Oh. Right? <laughs> think about it, right? Yeah. We have Christmas dinner, right? Everyone brings things that they really like, right? Fan favorites. That's true. Thanksgiving, there's a tradition, right? You have to have the turkey. You have to have the ham. You have oh. to have the stuffing. But see, that meal, if it was that good, people would be eating <laughs> it all the time. So, guys, be honest with me. You cannot sit there and tell me that Thanksgiving dinner yeah. is like the ultimate dinner ever. Because believe me, I think Christmas okay. dinner is better. I do. Okay. There is some, like, I would agree with some of that. Because you're right. Christmas, you bring what everybody likes. Some people might not like stuffing. Right. Some people don't like gravy. Some people don't like the turkey when it's dry. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I could see how. Christmas dinner could be more universally liked. Yeah, and I think Thanksgiving dinner, you don't feel very good after you eat on Thanksgiving. You feel really tired and sluggish. You do feel tired, and then you don't want to go shopping, but you want to go shopping, and you just can't. But on Christmas dinner, you're having a great time. (laughs) You know, you're eating. You're going to even get dessert. (laughs) Okay, but you know what? On Thanksgiving, you do get pie. You get pie. Okay, but there's something comforting about eating Thanksgiving leftovers. Maybe for you. Oh, you don't think so? I mean, I think it's okay. Oh. I think it's just because, like, you have so much left over. Uh-huh. You don't want it to waste, right? So you want to just eat it the next I day. I guess. I just feel like a lot of people do like having the leftovers, and they, like, make a new meal out of it. No, I, I agree. So you would go with chicken and waffles? Yes. Wow. Chicken and waffles all the way. Chicken and waffles is good. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'd rather have chicken and waffles every day of the week than thanksgiving dinner that's true okay i would agree with that yeah i could eat that every day of the week over thanksgiving dinner yeah okay soup dumplings okay okay or ramen soup dumplings or ramen Ooh, this is tough because when you think about it 
ramen is just like a bigger inside of a dumpling, basically. Pretty much, because you got the soup, you got the meat, yeah. right? You just add noodles. And the dumpling part's like the noodle. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it. Right. Uh, oh, man. Dumplings? Ugh, this is tough. Okay. I'm going to go Din Tai Fung dumplings are better than ramen. Yeah. I do agree. I feel like I could eat more dumplings throughout the week than I can ramen. Yeah. I agree. I feel like there, it's like that thing again. It's like you can eat chicken and waffles more often than you could do a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And I think you could eat more dumplings every day of the week more than you would eat ramen. That's true. But, I mean, I know a lot of people eat cup of noodle a lot. So that also is ramen. Yeah. But I think overall I would be more satisfied with the dumplings every yeah. day. And I think if people had a choice, they would pick the soup dumpling. Like yeah. if they had both of them in front of them. Yeah, I, I think you would. So I guess I'm going soup dumplings. Comment what you guys would do. I feel that that's just my opinion. Yeah. Don't like don't let me <laughs> change your mind. Yeah. Okay. Cheesecake or pie? Cheesecake or pie? Fun fact, I'm allergic to pumpkin pie because I'm allergic to pumpkin. <laughs> so I can't eat pumpkin pie. <laughs> But, but you can eat all the other pies. Right. Pecan pie. Oh, so good. Apple pie. So good. Cheesecake. Eh. Really? Yeah. I, honestly, honestly, I could eat more pecan pie than I could a cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Dude, 100%. Oh, I'm the other way. Ugh. I could eat so much cheesecake. Dude, cheesecake just, oh, it's just too sweet. <laughs> like, it gives me a headache. Okay, so you go with pie. I'll go with cheesecake. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, meatloaf Okay. versus chicken pot pie. Meatloaf versus chicken pot pie. Meatloaf versus chicken pot pie. Okay, I think I can go chicken pot pie Yeah. over meatloaf because I think chicken pot pie. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, because there, there's some good meatloafs out there, man. There is, but I feel like there's more chicken pot pies, so I'm going to go chicken pot pies. <laughs> There's something so satisfying about a chicken pot pie. Yeah. Right? Because you think a pie, right? It's supposed to be sweet, but then you, you dig in, it's just so savory. Yeah. It's just so good. It's so good because it basically encompasses a whole meal, right? You got, you got uh, your protein, you got yeah, your veggies, right? You got you got the breading. It's like when you get to the you know, you get the chicken pot pie, you eat the top, and then you're enjoying it, and then all of a sudden, Right? You got the sides. Oh. The crunchy sides. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could, you know, grab some of the side. Yeah. It's almost like a chip. Ooh, yeah. Chip Chick- and dip. Chicken pot pie all the way. Yeah, chicken pot pie. Okay, Cinnabon. Okay. Or Wetzel's pretzels. Oh. Oh, man. Cinnabon. They're both quick and easy. Yeah, right? they're both quick and easy. But I think that. Wetzel's pretzel yeah. has more options. You have your sweet options, and you also have your savory options. Oh, okay. Cinnabon is only sweet. True. You don't see them having no pizza pretzel. <laughs> that is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, nothing beats that pizza pretzel, man. Yeah, pizza pretzel bites are oh, so good. So good. Cinnabon is good, but I think Wetzel's pretzel, for the whole like universal... like If, if there was a zombie apocalypse, yeah. I'd rather be stuck in a... <laughs> Wetzel's pretzel <laughs> than a Cinnabon. Right. I agree. At Just, least I get like more of the food pyramid, you know? Right. There. But it makes sense. Like you said, right? Wetzel's pretzel, 
you got the cinnamon pretzel, you got the pizza pretzel, Cinnabon, you just have the Cinnabons. Right. And that's going to get old quick. Quick. Yeah. I feel like I can only eat that maybe like once a week. But right. I can eat what's a pretzel seven times a week. Yeah. Better. 100%. Mic drop. <laughs> and thank you for watching Versus. I always wonder, like after like I give my answers to yeah. you, like if there's someone out there that has the exact same answers I did. There's got to be. Like, could you imagine like being on like the same like mental level as someone like, <laughs> oh yeah, like we totally agree. Like we totally get each other. It'd be interesting if there's someone that agrees with every single one that you had. No, I know. Like that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what's the chances of that? You guys are on the same wavelength. Yeah. To whoever that is out there, let me know. I want to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but we're jumping in to two-sentence horror stories. Written by psychos. Crazies. Okay, so. Who writes these? Who writes these? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You got to be a little crazy. You got to be a little crazy. So if you don't know, two-sentence horror stories are stories that are written in two sentences. And you use your critical thinking, you use your imagination to try to figure out what they're trying to say. Basically, you're trying to decipher a psychopath's brain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. An hour into her cave exploration, Sarah's flashlight broke, and she was forced to blindly follow the faint breeze coming from the cave's entrance. Remembering that she had a light in her pocket, she flicked it on, revealing a lengthy man who had just been blowing on her face the entire time. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine that? Okay, you're, you're, you're in a cave. It's completely dark, and you're just following where the wind is coming from. Yeah. And then you remember that you have a light, and all this time you've just been following this guy that's just been blowing on your face. So let me just, let me just get this straight. So the guy is – let me just uh, get the diagram together. Okay. So here's the guy blowing on her face. Yeah. So she's following the wind. The wind. So that means he's backing up, keeps blowing on her, and yeah. she keeps following. Yes. <laughs> wow. That is unfortunate. Okay, this next one. I was born blind, but was lucky enough to have a loving mother who took care of my every need. Imagine the betrayal I felt when a stitch slipped and a ray of light hit my eye for the first time. What? I'm going to read this one again. This one you have to kind of think about, okay? I'm, like, I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was born blind but was lucky enough to have a loving mother who took care of my every need. Okay. Imagine the betrayal I felt when a stitch slipped out and a ray of sunlight hit my eye for the first time. Oh, my time. gosh. I misheard it the first time. Okay, so the kid, is, his eyes are so shut. Yeah, and he just thought that his, he was blind. Oh, see, like, what I'm saying? Like, who writes this stuff? You it's know? Crazy. Who thinks of this? <laughs> okay. 911, what's your emergency? I asked and listened to the quiet sobs of a little kid on the end of the line. I think my daddy wants to kill me, the girl said and cried, making me freeze on the spot as I recognized my daughter's voice. Ugh. So there's someone at his house posing as him trying to kill the daughter. Dude, that's, that's scary because like, stuff like that happens, I think. Yeah. Like, you know where kids are at home and the, the person knocks on the door, it's like, hey, like, I'm like the electrician here to help your mom's lights in her room. Right. She needs. She told me to come. You need uh, to let me in. That's uh, so scary. Don't answer the door for anyone. Okay, this next one. Daddy, why is mommy always so mean to me? My son asks, his tear-stained face wrought with sadness and fear. 
Deciding that it's finally time to tell him the truth, I say, she's just upset that you survived childbirth and she didn't. What? So the mom's like haunting him. Dude, that is weird. Yeah. That poor kid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's fake. It's all fake. It's all fake. It's just, <laughs> I keep thinking this could be real. Okay. The last one. Everyone feels safe when they double check that the door is locked. They never seem to consider it might not have been them who locked it. Yeah. Think about that, though. Think yeah. about that. Think about all the times you're in the house and you try to f- remember, like, wait, did I lock the door? And then you go up to the door and it's locked. Right. But maybe you never locked it. I know. And someone else did. Yeah, you know what's really creepy? When we have, like, a system where we know when our doors are open or closed, like, or the garage is open or closed. Yeah. And it tells me how many minutes it's been closed for. Yeah. So, like, at least I know, like, okay, it's been closed for 10 hours. That makes sense. Right. But just imagine that. Because I never question that. I never question that. Because what if someone actually got in? I know. And locked it right behind you that's where you have to like really think about when you walk into places yeah you got to look behind you that is true you can't just you can't just walk in slam the door you just never know (laughs) that is something to think about because you really never know take the time to do the extra step in life especially in the world we live in now yeah you gotta you gotta take that look back because you never know (laughs) what it could do to you yeah and thank you for watching two sentence horror stories it's crazy this we just got back recently from Nintendo, Super Nintendo World. Super Nintendo World. And by now, everyone, it's open up to the public. I highly suggest if you should check it out. Even if you're not a fan of Mario, like the construction and the architecture, everything about it, you're so immer- it's like so immersive. And yeah. you get to experience what it's like to be if you're in like a Mario video game. Right. It is so mind-blowing. You see everything around you. You're like... You recognize so much from the video game. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you're here and you get to see a lot. What's amazing too is when you go to Super Nintendo World, when you think of the Mario world, you know like he goes to like the desert, he goes to the like the cold where the penguins are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes to like where it's green and all these different you know spots in the game and you actually see in Super Nintendo World all those rep- like all those different um, biomes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Whoa, big word over here. Good job. <laughs> the biomes, you got to see all the different biomes throughout the, you know, the Mario world in this one universal, you know, yeah. Super Nintendo world. And you see like the piranha plants everywhere. Yeah. You see Yoshi on the top walking around. I mean, we got to meet Princess Peach. We saw Mario and Luigi. Yeah. And what's really cool about uh, Princess Peach is when we got to meet her, you know, when you go to theme parks usually, right, when you see a character... That's, you know, dressed up. Yeah. Besides, you know, the ones that are real people. Right, right, right. You see, like, the costumes, okay? I'm talking about the costumes. Like, when you see Stitch or, like, when you see some, like, character, right? Yeah. Mickey, they don't talk to you. Right. And what was so cool about Peach was when we got to meet her is that when you talk to her, she talks to you and her mouth moves. Like, the whole costume moves. Yeah. That was insane. Like, the eyes, it moves, everything. It's so, like, it's so creepy. I know. We walked up. We go, like, hi, Peach. And then she started talking back, and I was like, whoa. I know. Wait a second. It's like you, we grew up, like, these characters being a certain way at theme parks, and all of a sudden, they're so advanced. It's like, whoa. Like, this is, like, really cool. Yeah. I mean, there was also a lot of stuff to do in the park. Like, there's, like, mini games. There's the ride. There's the Easter egg that you found. Oh, yeah. So, basically, let me back up a little bit. When you first get to the park, you are given the choice to purchase a power-up band. 
And what the power up band does is you put it on your wrist. I don't know if you have one or anything. You don't have it on you right now. But uh, you put it on your wrist. And what it allows you to do throughout the park is play sorts of mini games and collect coins. And it's all connected through your band and it sends it to your cell phone. Yeah. What's so cool though is when you, there's certain parts of the park where they're like secret hidden spots. Yes. Where you can touch your band, your power up band, and like there's little like secret. I don't want to spoil it, but there's things that happen. Yeah. Just make sure you, you, you look for them. Yeah. Just you got- look for the secret spots. Yeah. And then after you do that, I highly suggest you go to Toadstool Cafe. Oh my gosh. Yes. You have to go. You have to get the food. Food is off the charts. Super good. Okay, theme park food. Yeah, usually are getting ripped off, <laughs> right? Yeah, we won't say like which ones. the The food is super creative. It is. It's very creative. It's very Mario themed. Yeah. Make sure you get the desserts too. Oh, the desserts are fun. Yes. I think the desserts, I think, are the most unique items they have. Yes. It's very good, and it's very like eye candy. It's very pleasing to look at. Yeah. You could tell that a lot of time and work has gone into like the way they make the desserts, the presentation, the taste. But what's so interesting too is that when you order the soup, it comes in a mushroom. Yes. That was crazy. It's like a little like mushroom head and then like the, the red. It's not toad's head though, right? Is it? Well, it's, it's, the, it's basically a red mushroom. Right. Right. The red mushroom like power up. Okay. The spaghetti was really good. Yes. The burgers, the Mario burger, the Luigi sandwich, so good. Oh, my. Oh, no. I was going to say something about the burgers, but you just have to go see it for yourself, what they do to it. It's, v- it's very unique. I, won't, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the, the presentation. Yeah, the presentation okay. of it. Uh, yeah, but everything about the, the whole experience about eating was amazing. There is a merch store that you guys should definitely check out. And while you're in the park, there is this other part of the park where it's called like what is it called the mini game the final boss oh yeah okay so there's multiple mini games right there's multiple mini games around the park where you collect keys if you succeed in the game oh okay and then you could go play this mini bowser game baby bowser game right i guess we won't spoil that yeah we won't spoil it but it's fun it is fun and it's amazing the technology they're using for these rides even for like the mario kart bowser's challenge ride yeah it's Mario Kart themed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You are in Bowser's Castle. You really feel like you're in Mario Kart. Right. And let me just say this, okay? I had a great time just standing in that line. Yes. In, in Bowser's Castle because there's so much to look at. Yeah, I agree. I think out of all theme parks that I can think of, that in-line queue experience of waiting yeah. may have the most things to look at. I mean, the Millennium Falcon... Uh, oh, Smuggler's Run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really cool queue, too. Right. But this one has a lot of, I guess because, you know, like Star Wars, right? Yeah. It's like a real life, kind right. of, to send, you know, the real life actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, you've kind of seen it, right? But with Mario, you've never seen Mario really in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see the Mario glider. You don't see the Mario karts. You don't see these things right. in person. And to be able to see all these different memorabilia and different, like, iconic things in the line. Yeah. You're like, whoa, like, that's real. Like, you know, the bullet is there. Yeah, we saw, <laughs> yeah, bullet pills. Yeah, yeah, we saw all that. We saw the, the characters, like, Mario Kart suits. Yeah. That was cool. It's like their locker, their personal locker. Right, right. And, like, you know in Mario Kart, when, you, when you're trying to pick out your character, you got to customize, like, the color, the suit, the type of glider, the type yes. of wheels. 
you got to see all that, and it's so cool. Yeah, you guys definitely need to check it out. Okay, so on to the next. We must talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yes, we have to. And throughout this podcast, we're going to be talking about Quantumania more. I'll tell you a theory about it later. But for now, I kind of want to just give our initial reaction, our initial thoughts. What was your initial thought watching it? I mean, my initial thought was very positive, I feel like, because I felt like my expectations were met. Okay, that's fair. I didn't have like over like the top crazy expectations. I didn't have super low expectations. I thought it was what it was supposed to be. We went in with such low expectations for this movie compared to other Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Usually like, you know, with Multiverse of Madness, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, Iron Man's going to show up. Spider-Man's going to show up. You know, we're going to have, like, the whole Illuminati's going to be fighting the X-Men, or I don't know. Yeah. Deadpool's going to be there. Right. So you have all this, like, expectation and... and like, it's the hype. Like, right. The overhype of it. Yeah, and I think what was good about Ant-Man was if you went in, like, you looked at the trailer, right, and you're like, okay, I know kind of what this movie's about. Yeah. You got what you wanted and more. Right. Because the, also, the trailers did not give away too much. Yeah, it didn't. It was perfect amount. So when we were watching it, a lot of different surprises came Yeah, that we obviously didn't see in the trailers. But it was just nice to experience it like that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think what was so magical about this whole experience is that this is kind of the beginning. It's actually, yeah, it is the beginning of Phase right. 5. Yeah. So this is like the first building block. And we got to remember that, you know, you can't have Avengers Endgame every single movie. Exactly, right? yeah. So we need to start building up to that Avengers Endgame level, Infinity War level, in which they are. They are. King Dynasty and they Secret Wars. Are. But this was like the first one that we needed to kind of get us towards that. Right. Just like how we needed Iron Man. One, exactly. You know what I mean? You got to start somewhere where it's like, it's a new saga, right? It's a new chapter in, in the whole MCU. So it makes sense that, there needs some building blocks. You need to have a foundation to get to that Infinity War, to get to Endgame. Right. The Rotten Tomatoes score right now, though, is very low. Yeah. I think that it's pretty harsh. Right. It is pretty harsh. And I'm not just saying that, okay? Yeah. Believe me, I will say that I was kind of disappointed with Thor Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness. Uh-huh. But I feel like this one, I don't know. I felt like it, it succeeded what I was, was expecting. Expecting, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it was a very beautiful looking movie too. Oh yeah. And it was like the whole journey was very well put together. I just felt like the cinematics, like the, all the visuals were so crazy. Yeah. I kind of, I like the whole like sci-fi aspect. Yeah. Because like in the MCU, we really haven't experienced that. Yeah. You know, it felt like very Star Wars. Right. Like, you know, right. What I mean? but in its own way. Exactly. In its own Marvel way. Yeah. So, I mean, we enjoyed it. So I, I definitely recommend seeing it. Yeah, I think if you guys haven't seen it yet, you should definitely check it out. See it in theaters. We didn't get to see it in um with 3D glasses. No. But apparently it's been it's been like a lot of people are saying that it's really good 3D. So, make sure you check it out. I think people will be surprised with the post-credit scenes. Yes. Definitely. So make sure you stay. There's two. Yeah, there's two. Make sure you stay for them because there's a lot of stuff. And some people were leaving after the first one. So, you gotta see yeah. the second one. When we were like watching it, we were actually at a Disney screening and like people were getting up, leaving after the first one. And it's like, bro, this like, is a Marvel movie, you know? There's another one. There's yeah, another one. <laughs> you know how this goes, right? 
I also don't know. Have we talked about this? Blumhouse is working on live action Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, I saw that. I personally feel like that's going to be horrifying. It is for sure. I just know the video game used to scare me as a kid. Oh my gosh. For how like simple the video game seems, it is so scary. It so is. scary. Yeah. I am I am good. I'm not going to play the game anymore. <laughs> I appreciate what it did. Yeah. You know? 100%. And I am so happy for people that can enjoy the game. Yeah. But for me, I'm out. Like it's, like a, it's like a no thank you. It's like a Shark Tank thing. You know? <laughs> I'm out. No thank you. But I'm excited for the movie. Yeah. That's definitely something I want to go see for sure. I had this thought the other day. You know, if James Bond is like one of the most famous spies in the world, right? Yeah. Does that make him, like, the worst spy? <laughs> what the you, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. He's, like, everyone, when he walks into the room, like, James Bond is here. Like, he, you know, yeah. everyone's like, James Bond. Oh, my God. It's like, bro, you know, you're going to walk around and everyone says, like, <laughs> yo, it's James Bond. <laughs> and he's like, yep. Yeah, how do you go undercover? I'm Bond, James Bond. <laughs> That's me. I'm a spy. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just weird to think about, like, how... It's like Superman walking around as Superman. <laughs> and then Clark Kent's like, just put some glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah, how do, you, how, do you, how do you actually go undercover as a spy if everybody knows who you are? Yeah, because the whole point of a spy is usually to be, never be seen. Yeah. And you don't really want people knowing that you're a spy because <laughs> yeah. defeats, it defeats the purpose of being a spy. Right. Oh my gosh. I never thought of that. Isn't that weird though? Yeah. How like <laughs> no one like questions that part of his job. Okay. So moving on, I want to talk about this because this shocked me. So as we know, James Gunn is now the head of DC, right? Yes. And he's making moves. He's doing like a soft reboot. He's going to keep some things that he likes from the DCEU and he's also going to bring in some new things and recast. Yeah. But Grace Randolph she posted that there's speculation that there's going to be a new Batman at the end of the Flash movie. Oh. And what's crazy is she posted a picture, I believe, of Christian Bale, Val Kilmer, and George Clooney, I believe. Oh, okay. George Clooney has gone on record saying that he's not going to be Batman anymore. Like, uh-huh. he said he has no interest. Val Kilmer, unfortunately, has throat cancer, right? Yes. And he can't talk, I don't think. Yeah. So in Top Gun, they had to like use a AI to create his voice uh, but i don't think he's expressed that he wants to come back christian bale did say in an interview that if christopher nolan agrees to come back he'll uh-huh. come back and i think christian bale by saying that he's kind of saying like i'm open yeah even if christian bale doesn't come i mean even if christopher nolan doesn't come back i feel like christian bale's kind of saying still like well i'm still open to coming back yeah 100 percent. he's saying that so apparently one of those three batmen uh-huh. are going to show up at the end of the flash so everyone's oh. speculating, like, who's it going to be? And it looks like it's going to be Christian Bell. Oh, my gosh. But to not to break everyone's heart, that's <laughs> why I'm getting into this quick, okay? Okay, okay. We all want Christian Bale. I would love to see him come back through some multiverse situation, right? Yeah. But James Gunn said that there's going to be a new Batman, and it's going to be a new actor at the end of The Flash. Uh-oh. So, so it's someone completely new. Yeah. Okay. But Grace Randolph made it sound like she said she knows who it is. Oh. And she posted three photos 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So James Gunn may be kind of like saying, yeah, we may have casted a new Batman, mm-hmm. right? But The Flash is a multiverse movie. So Christian Bale could still be in it. Oh, like just, oh, So maybe he's answering a different question, right? There's like, they're oh. saying in regards to the Grace Randolph League. Yeah. But he might be taking it as like, no, well, I have a new Batman coming to the DC oh. movies. But that's not maybe what Grace Randolph was talking about. I see. So it could be a completely different thing. It could be Christian Bale is back. <laughs> He's back. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I look at he, he was gore in Thor and Thunder. Yeah. I think he's open to doing superhero movies again. I think he is, too. Why not jump into the multiverse, like, rewrite some stories, create some new storylines, do things that you never had the chance to do? Yeah. It doesn't affect what you did in the past, kind of like how Wolverine's coming back. Right. So, come back. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Get back here. Get back. Come on. We want Christian Do it. <laughs> do it for the people. Just do it. Oh, my gosh. Remember that whole Just that whole do it. Oh my gosh. That's, that's going to be crazy, though, if Christian Bale actually comes back. Yeah. It'll be off the charts. It's, it's almost like, like the Toby and Andrew kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a break the internet type of thing. Yeah. Can you imagine he walks in? Like, I'm Batman. <laughs> like, bro. We interrupt this podcast because this episode is sponsored by Nutrafol. You no longer have to choose between better hair growth and your health. There's a holistic way to make your hair be amazing and grow. And this promotes a healthier and whole body wellness way to go about it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root cause of thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle throughout your whole body system. Position formulated using natural medical-graded ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free, patented technology and provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvements in hair growth and thickness after three to six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. You can grow thicker and healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com men and entering the promo code NOBODIES to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com men, spelled N-U-T-R a-f-o-l dot com slash men promo code nobodies thank you so much for supporting the show if you would like to support us go to neutral.com slash men and use our promo code nobodies now back to the show okay so moving on i wanted to talk about something we recently saw the full swing show on netflix for everyone who doesn't know full swing is a pga tour golf show i know for some people out there golf is not like the most entertaining sport but let me tell you guys full swing goes in depth in the dirt and shows you all the drama within the golf world and let me tell you it is juicy yeah because you also feel i feel when you it comes to professional sports you don't always feel relatable to the pro but with this you see the background you see their life how they could be relatable to some people exactly and that's what brings me to my next point the reason why i brought it up do you know why golf is the most dangerous sport to ever play how is golf dangerous (laughs) so we all know golf is known to be like a very calming sport no contact But what if I told you that it's actually killing people? Okay, there's no way. So recently, some scientists found that there's a direct correlation between golf tees 
and cancer. Cancer? Yeah, and apparently the chemicals they use on golf courses to keep it clean and maintain the grass and make it nice, it is actually known to cause cancer. And based on a small survey they did, 90% of golfers have at least put a golf tee in their mouth at some point in their life. I've definitely done that. And think about this, when a golf tee is put into the ground to tee up your ball, and then the golfer takes up the tee out of the ground and puts it in their mouth, the chemicals are on the tee, and now it's in your mouth. And a golf course near our house has a school right by it, and apparently 80% of the retired teachers actually have cancer now because they work so close to the golf course. Okay, that's actually really scary. I mean, I love golf. Yeah. I love golf. <laughs> I played all throughout my life. High school, college, but I yeah. still play today. The way I look at it, I'm still going to play golf. <laughs> Dude, you played golf like three times this week. Yeah. At the course. <laughs> Where they have the cancer issue. (laughs) Okay, so moving on, I just really need to bring this up to you because I think a lot of people out there, a Uh lot of people out there will see this and they're also going to have the same reaction I had. I feel like you're going to kind of be shocked by this too. Like this is like really, this is going to be really weird. Really? Okay, so this video is literally breaking the internet. What is it? Okay, so just watch this video. What is he doing? Isn't that okay? Just wait, just wait. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck is that? What does it look like? It looks like the center of the earth. Like he's like opening it. Yeah, it's like hitting the core. Wait, what? Okay, why is there fire? Is it like a, like a some portal or something? Isn't that really weird? What the heck is that? Well, it's actually really interesting, but it could be used in like a really dark way. Okay, so like the correct concept to what this thing is used for is like in Pakistan and India, it's called like a brick kiln, and basically what it is, it's like an underground oven where you can cook. You can make pottery, you can make iron ore, you can basically do anything that needs to be heated up to very high temperatures. This technology is obviously considered old technology. It's been used for thousands of years. And there's like old stories of how they used to utilize this brick killing thing. And what they would do is if they wanted to torture someone, they would put them into the brick killing underground and then they would just fire the thing up and basically just burn them to death and like torture them wait so they would use this thing to kill people yeah they would use it to kill people i mean just think about this like anything that's considered good there's obviously a way you could find it to be used in the wrong way so it was more commonly used for resources building you know crafting all that stuff but there were some sick people out there that would actually utilize this device as a torture chamber i mean it literally looks like he opens like a door like a gate like a gate to the upside down he's like ripping it open yeah it literally looks like he's going to the center of the earth and he's entering not a good place moving on ant-man and the wasp quantumania came out as we talked about earlier and there's some theories that need to be addressed there's some things that need to be talked about about the ending the post credit scene so we have to dive into that right now okay so do you know the crazy avengers theory what is it so we know that in 2025 the new avengers movie kang dynasty is going to be coming out and the next avengers movie will be secret wars right but what if i told you that kang dynasty will actually be bigger than anybody expects how do you know that so as i said before the word dynasty means lineage right long lineage and as we know kang is going to be showing up in multiple variants throughout the whole mcu and there's a theory that in this avengers movie the avengers won't be fighting together but they're going to be fighting in separate teams to fight different variants of kang what are the teams going to be so for example captain america sam wilson will be leading the avengers doctor strange will be leading the 616 version of the illuminati carol danvers captain marvel will be leading the cosmic team and the midnight suns as we know has moon knight black night blade werewolf by night and they'll be fighting a variant of kang named rama tut which we see at the end of ant-man in the post credits and the variants of kang that loses to ant-man in quantumania will be coming back and will be fighting the main avengers and the 616 illuminati team will be fighting immortus who we see at the end of ant-man also and then we have the cosmic team who will be fighting the scarlet centurion who we also kind of see at the end of ant-man we're not really sure but i think it is him so it's going to be a massive fight where all these individual teams are fighting together but not quite fighting together and then we'll have secret wars where all like the multiverse will come in like toby Maguire, andrew garfield 
Garfield, Hugh Jackman, they'll all be in that one. Isn't there supposed to be like a Young Avengers team too? Yeah, there may be, but maybe they're going to be recruiting Iron Lad. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because when you think about it, as we know, if they stay somewhat true to the comics, Iron Lad will have to appear at some point. Yeah. I mean, Iron Lad is a huge part of the Young Avengers. So you kind of got to have them. It does make sense, though, because they're all kind of forming these teams, right? They're getting them ready. Okay, we are interrupting this episode to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So I know I'm not the only one who goes on the internet and doesn't want anybody seeing what I'm doing or tracking any of my information. No one wants that. And to fix this problem, a lot of us think that we just need to use a private browser or just clear the search history, but that actually does nothing. There's always one person that can always see what you're doing on the internet, and that is your internet service provider. They're always watching. Your internet service provider could actually see everything you're doing on the internet and then sell that information to ad companies. They're doing you dirty. But ExpressVPN will actually reroute your internet through protected servers so this won't happen and internet service providers cannot see your information. There is hope. And ExpressVPN will actually protect your data through using the most powerful encryption possible. It's powerful. So to protect yourself and to protect your information, you could use our code at expressvpn.com slash nobodies to get three months free off of a one-year package. That is three months free on a one one year package. So go to expressvpn.com. That's e x p r e s s v p slash nobodies and protect your information. Protection is key. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so moving on. This is probably one of the craziest things that I saw this week. I saw this crazy experiment on kids, and this is why you should never leave kids alone. What's wrong with that? So in the UK, there was an experiment where they took ten boys, ages eleven and twelve, that didn't know each other at all, and they put them in a house for five days, but they had absolutely no supervision, so there was no adults allowed. That does not sound good. Yeah, so the house had food, games, toys, but they also had hidden cameras and the camera crew wasn't allowed to interact with the boys unless things got really out of hand. And the boys also had a bell they could ring inside the house if they needed immediate help and they also had the choice to leave whenever they wanted. So they had everything they needed to live, but just no guidance. Yeah, so immediately you see the boys just trash the place. They start drawing and painting on the walls. They break everything, but then they start voting for a leader. Oh gosh. Yeah, but before this experiment started, all the boys took a cooking class so they knew how to cook before they went into the house alone but you see that all the kids are just eating candy bars and drinking soda all day and all night that's all they did and then they started to break up into two teams so there was the quiet group and the really loud group and they started to get really aggressive with each other and it started to get really bad throughout the last few days but on the last night of the experiment the boys just completely trashed the entire house like they broke everything but what's crazy is they then decided to do the same exact experiment on girls so what the girls did was on the first day they all gathered together and they all ate like a actual meal like a cooked meal together at the dinner table and they painted on the walls too but instead of just splashing the paint everywhere they were like decorating everything like they were painting like flowers on the walls trying to make it look nice all i know is that when i was 11 i had no idea how to cook yeah and even though the girls argued they actually cleaned up really well and they had meetings to give each other tasks like okay you'll clean you'll cook and you could just see that they were able to work together way better than the boys were it's amazing how you can see when you have no guidance Right? It's literally like Lord of the Flies. It's just survival of the fittest. Yeah, it was crazy because they voted for a leader, right? And then there started to be like, they started to separate. There was the good behaved and the not, not good behaved. Right. And they just started going at it sometimes. I think it's just, it shows you like human nature. Yeah. Like how when humans are left out with like nothing, no rules, no laws, right? These kids don't really have much life experience. 
So it's just human nature takes over. And I think like just to see that whole dynamic play out, it's just so intense. Right. But there's also like a, another thing that I wanted to talk about. There was this crazy theory about the NBA. What is it? So do you know the LeBron theory? LeBron James? Yeah. So we know LeBron just broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record, which remained unbroken for 38 years. But there's actually a crazy theory on how he did it. Wait, what's so crazy about that? So when LeBron broke the record at age 38, he scored 38 points on February 7th, 2023, which is actually the 38th day of the year. And it brought his all-time scoring to 38,388 points. That's a lot of 38s. Yeah, but what's even crazier, Kareem originally set the record on April 5th, 1984. And just 38 weeks after he set the record, LeBron was born on December 30th, 1984. Wait, what the heck? Yeah, so LeBron just turned 38 on December 30th, and 39 days later, he breaks the scoring record by scoring 38 points, and he broke the record that stood for 38 years. So the theory is it might have been planned. Well, it sure seems planned. Right, that's kind of crazy. How, do you, how does it keep adding up to 38? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you can let that happen by chance. Like, either ha like how do you orchestrate it so perfect to yeah. have 38 38 38 38 38 it's ridiculous how does he score 38,388 points when he's 38 and he broke a record that stood for 38 years unbelievable and after and 38 weeks after that record was set he was born i am good <laughs> i don't want to read into this anymore i don't want to end up dead tomorrow because we don't want to you know i don't want to get into that <laughs> So I guess we'll just talk about some more scary stuff. I am not at any way wanting to hurt myself or I'm sick. If I die, it was not from natural causes. So have you seen the doll that aged like a human? Wait, how is that possible? So there was this family, and on Christmas, they decided to give the daughter just a regular doll. And for the longest time, the daughter just loved this doll. Like, it was her best friend, and she always kept it in perfect condition. It was never dirty. It was never broken. It was always clean in every single way. But as she started to get older, she started to outgrow the doll, and she started to forget about it. So the parents decided to just store it in the attic. Okay. So a few years go by, and the parents decided to clean out their attic. And when they're cleaning out the attic, they go through all the toys, and they found this toy that looked super messed up. Like, it was all wrinkled but the face was wrinkled like a human face would wrinkle so they looked at the clothes of the toy and they noticed that it was the same exact doll that they gave their daughter on christmas a few years ago and the eyes of the doll started to look more human than they were when they first gave the doll to her what the heck is going on yeah so just look at this thing people think that something's actually living in the doll because it's like super wrinkled and the eyes are super realistic and when you look at the material of the doll over time the material should just crack it shouldn't wrinkle like that dude this thing looks for sure alive dude it's alive I say, I say they just take it to the backyard, put it in one of those, you know, brick oven things, <laughs> burn it. Dude, that thing Melt is it. freaky. Yeah, get that out of there. Who Do you see the eyes? The eyes look super realistic. Like, no, yeah. Like human eyes. But what, why do they own such a doll? Like, but that's what's crazy. They gave her like a normal toy doll and it had like their clothes on and she always kept it in good condition. But when they took it back out of the attic, it had the same clothes on as before. But it looked like that. It aged. It aged. It aged because it's alive. It's alive. I've never seen any toy over time look like that. Like it was like you start off as a doll and then it looks like, like an old woman. Right. Moral of the story is if you have any creepy dolls in your attic, go check on them. If they're getting more wrinkles, burn them. Destroy them. Get rid of them. Get them out. Get a hammer 
and smack it in the head. Yeah. Splat. Splat. Be done. Be gone. All right, guys. If you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for watching. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button. And also, hit the like button. Even if you're not new and you've been here for a while, still hit the like <laughs> button. Because it helps. It really does. It helps. It helps. And... When you hit the like button, there's fireworks. And when you see fireworks, it hits something in your brain where you're like, oh, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a great your day. Your crush will like you back. Whoa. You're, you're going to hit a home run at your next baseball, <laughs> <laughs> baseball game. I don't know. Basically, why not? Why not hit it? Why not? Just tap it. Just tap it. Why not? Give it a little click. Click it. Boom. Fireworks. Life. Boom. For the better. <laughs> Also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we talked about it this week. And we also have our podcast show on Spotify, Apple Podcast. So make sure you go, if you want to listen to it, and you're, like, driving, or you're, like, trying to study at school or something, and you just want to listen, just plop in some AirPods, you know? Yeah. And listen to the podcast. Or just... Play it on your speakers. Yeah, for everyone here. Yeah, let the world know. <laughs> let them know. Screw them. Screw those teachers. <laughs> this plant right in the middle of class. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't do that. But if you do, please like how someone recorded it because that's pretty funny. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll see you on the Tiki Talk. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.